Reverb 97.2 FM. This is Burden of Proof with Colin and Reese. Another one of our shows coming up. No idea what song we're playing next. There's lots of wild gesticulation happening on the other side of the desk where I don't understand all the technical things happen. We're Everything gonna, all right, Reese. We're going to go with uh, Summertime by Jazzy Jeff because it is the beginning of summer, technically. And, uh, well, was it it's the a, beginning of summer a little while ago? It was a little while ago. the end of July. But uh, it's a hot day, so therefore I'm declaring it at the beginning of summer. And so we need to play some Jazzy Jeff. Summertime. Can't speed through two miles an hour, so everybody sees you. 
there's an air of love and of happiness And this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness Because I got it like that. back and let the big beat leave me. I never worked a date in my life. I just lay back and let the big beat leave me. I never worked a date in my life. I just lay back and let the big beat leave me. I never worked a date in my life. Single jungle brother, no kids, no wife. A hundred thousand rounds for one man, that's many. But back where I come from, they ain't worth a penny. You got a lot of talent, but you failed to see. You paid for yours, I got mine for free. Play in the rain and don't get wet. Walk through the desert and don't even sweat. Play in the snow and don't get cold. I'm just a cool young brother who looks kind of old. Run around the world, school on the side. If I commit a crime and get caught, I slide. I got ladies of town and money on the floor. There's not a thing in the world that I'm asking for. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I got it like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because Ooh. I got it like that. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh-huh. Because I got it like that. Like how? Like that. Like that. Used to be a player. Couldn't be trusted. But still ain't all I never got busted. A girl in every part of New York City. I thought it was funny. It used to look pretty. I had them all spread out even one next door. I had them like that, so what you asking for? Four to five, you see, was my minimum. And every day, I used to go and give with them. One for every hour on the hour. One on the way while I was in the shower. Sounds kind of crazy, sounds kind of bull. But you see, Africa was the one they loved. So you see, it got to a point where they didn't care. They didn't want to give me up, so they agreed to share. Yeah, uh-huh. That was uh, Jungle Brothers with um, Because I Got It Like That. I think it was the Ultimatum remix. Mm, I think I've got that right. Just because it's a little bit faster and I think better. 
than the yeah. album version. I can't really remember the, the other version, to be honest. If you imagine that one, but little, slow it down... A little bit slower, right. You've probably got the original. Yeah. They didn't really do much beyond up the tempo, but it was enough. It was enough. It was enough for a hit. Uh, anyway, we haven't been around for um, a little while, but uh, a lot of stuff has happened in yes. the meantime, hasn't it? Events. Events all over the world. Uh, we'll start with the... Uh, well, being aware that we don't want to sort of blabber on too much before we uh, before we move on to the next tune. But um, with the, the sad passing of Amy Winehouse. Yes, very sad. We've got we've got some Amy Winehouse songs if we want to play them, as I'm sure everyone else has been doing. Yeah, well, yeah. And that's should we just not bother? I don't know. Well, this is the thing. I don't know if at this point it would be so cliched as to be meaningless to play some Amy Winehouse songs, or if yeah. it's still just a nice gesture anyway. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do that later on. That's the problem with current affairs, really, is that you kind of want to be discussing the important events, but at the same time, you don't want to. Over, overcrowd the market you know you don't yeah. want to just be you don't want to be saying what everyone else you don't want to be just going on and on about the same sort of stuff that everyone else is talking about and therefore uh, and therefore sometimes it's best with current affairs shows to, to talk about n- nothing to do with what's going on to talk about things that happened years ago <laughs> yeah and become a completely different type of program <laughs> yeah sometimes that does work uh, I promise um, but yeah so there's been there's been all sorts of things and uh, and and Really, I mean, the sort of news hacking scandal is is, yes. is gone now. No one cares yeah, about that anymore. The on that. Yeah, no one cares. We talked they? about it in the early days. We did. We, we did. did. We were we were pretty early on on that. That one. was before several several high profile scalps were yes. taken. Yes, Which, and you can of course bring these two together with the uh, the witty rejoinder that's been doing the rounds lately on the internet of Rupert Murdoch has been very moved by the tributes paid on Amy Winehouse's voicemail. Very it's, it's nice. Implying that he's, you see, it's very clever, Reese. That is very clever. And it brought together our two topics there, in a way that we seldom manage. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you um, if you want to email us, then feel free to do so. Uh, studio at radioreverb.com with burden of proof in the subject title. We'll always we're always happy to hear from you because uh, we don't hear very much from you. So uh, so it's really been cooking up though. We got quite a few emails last time. We, we got an e- we got an email last time. Yeah. I thought we got replies to that email as well. I uh, seem to remember it being a chain. Oh, Maybe I've over remembered. I've been I've rose tinted glasses. Yeah. Of that's, nostalgia. That's because I went on and you know read his read his whole name out and exposed him as a listener. Oh and, that's true. Uh, and embarrassed him. He was probably just emailing back to say, Stop using my real name. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be associated with you or your uh, your inferior broadcast service. Yes. Yeah. Which we've always taken great pride in. Which we have. But we're back now. Yeah. And it's nice. We are. And it's sunny. And it's sunny. That's a, that's, that's a good thing, isn't it? Uh, what else has been it's happening? controversial stance, Reese. Yeah. You're yeah. pro-good weather. <laughs> um, I, you know, just before I just before the I came onto the show today, there was a, a film on, and I was kind of idly flicking through um, the channels, and uh, and it was on Channel 5, and it was, it was Cheyenne Autumn or something like that, and it was... It was an old western from like uh, 1964, I think. I actually like IMDb'd it for, um, just out of interest, really. So it was uh, the of some interest then. It was, yeah. I mean, I mean, because because I, I often just sort of like flick through past these old westerns and just. And see people with your smartphones as well. You're like, oh, I've just got this information on the tip of my fingers. Yeah, there's an app for that. Um, and so I had a look at um, at the IMDb sort of uh, page for it and stuff, and I just found it out of interest, really. But. What struck me more was uh, was just the fact that if, if society and life was actually like that in those days, it must have been madness. They just, like, uh, Wyatt Earp was in it. I don't know if Wyatt Earp is, is a recurring character in all sorts of these He's in quite a lot of cowboy films, but he was a real person. He was a real person. All oh, right, okay. But, um, I mean, he was in it, and he, he sort of, like, had an altercation with a man in the bar. He, he was insinuating that he was 
that he was telling fibs and the man got angry they use the word fibs in the yeah <laughs> porkies i think they called it um and, uh, and the guy was about to shoot him and white uh, just you know fastest gunslinger in the west obviously uh it's just under the table kind of in his pocket shot through his pocket into the man's foot and i just thought that's chaos well, well who's, who's I, stepping in yeah to stop how could you i mean the sheriff was standing right next to him and the sheriff didn't even, sheriff care. Didn't even care the sheriff was like well, there's blood all over the floor. Are you going to sort this out? What? The, the reason they called it the Wild West and not, say, the Mild West oh. or the uh, the Polite West. The Timid West. Yes, the Meek yeah. West, the Well-Organised <laughs> West. <laughs> uh, well, I guess so. But you just think, how, you know, if society was like that, then how, how did it actually evolve into into normality? Well, the, weird th- the thing I always find weird about cowboy films and the cowboy era is that at the same time that was happening, it's the Victorian era. So you yeah. go over to the East Coast in New York, or you go over to England, yeah. and everyone's being very proper and Victorian about everything. And productive. Well, yes, having a, you know, considering thinking about the beginnings of an industrial revolution. They've got trains and things. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I always find that very odd, that those two time periods, at the same time, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Because Cowboys almost feels fictional to me, because it's so much of just films and things like that. Yeah, certainly. But that was actually what was happening out in the Wild West, and that's why it was kind of all your... Um, there was a lot of people who quite valued it, and you still get people who get a bit nostalgic about it, because it was kind of the last time in the Western world that things were unforged. It was unknown lands. People were exploring. There wasn't really a rule of law beyond what you did yourself, because yeah. you had to have a gun and protect your own property and all that kind of thing. I mean, they used to do things in the States. I, where, suppose, I suppose the sort of libertarian um, streak yeah. in, in, in US right-wing politics is harking back to those well, lovely this is days. Why Ronald Reagan felt obliged to pretend to be a cowboy, so did George Bush. Being um, a cowboy is a very big icon in the yeah. States because you're, you're independent and rugged and self-reliant. Being a cowboy in the UK will likely get you onto some kind of Dominic Littlewood tradesperson exactly. ex- expose show. Being a cowboy in the little in the UK means you did a poor job with someone's plumbing. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. I think because we were viewing it from our Victorian era, going, "Well, this just looks ghastly and disorganised over there." Whereas I think Americans develop more of a romantic view of it. Yeah, which is why our two different interpretations of what someone being a cowboy come out. Well, quite. Fascinating fact. Fascinating but, discussion as well. Yes. Uh, but just thinking about the, the whole Wild West thing, it's very strange, but this this kind of streak of lawlessness was happening at the same time that everything was very staid mm. over in Victoria. And there were people who kind of... There were literally cases when they were didn't have all the states set up yet, and to be fair, a large part of America belonged to Mexico still at that point, mm. um, where they would literally line people up. And right, this all this land that we're heading west into, we don't know, it's uncharted. I mean, it's probably full of Native Americans, but we'll gloss over our quiet removal of them. Yeah. Um, and just people would literally run out with carriages and just be staking claims, putting sticks in the ground, like, this land's my land now. Oh, wow. I'm having this bit. So yeah. they could have big farmlands and maybe find gold or whatever else they wanted to do. So a really kind of fascinating era, cowboy times. But yes, yeah. completely lawless. And why uh, probably did shoot a lot of people in the feet without little or no recourse. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, um, I mean, part of the reason why I brought it up was because it, it kind of brought to mind another, another film, um, you know, Zoolander. <laughs> Another film in which I thought, how, how, what, what, how would that even happen? Was which was Gangs of New York, in which no one seemed to have a job apart from just going <laughs> out, <laughs> just going out and like slashing people up and fighting people, and the, and like people would that just pay the bills. People would just down tools and like go on these huge things, and it was, and, the, and it was like, oh, the the police are coming. Oh, they're going to beat people up as well, and then the firemen come in, and they, it's it's just bizarre. Seem to have their own uniforms, and I was like, Gangs of New York, okay. It's a film, and I'm not going to take it too seriously. But to even get the idea that that kind of society would exist, it's just mental. Well, I mean, that's that's the kind of 
that's the kind of turn of the, the, the yeah yeah that's that's well it's kind of similar because that's that's yeah. when New York was still kind of being founded to a large extent yeah because New York would just have immigrant wave after immigrant wave that's why New York America generally has some really weird racial politics because there's kind of a block of time when loads and loads of Irish immigrants turned up yeah and um, if you were the most recent immigrant this is kind of tends to be true now as well the most recent immigrants would tend to be the worst off for yeah. at least a chunk of time. Um, and, also and then someone else would come in. Community. Yeah, and then they yeah. get. It's so like then, being the new kid in the office. Like you're, the, you're being, you're the new kid, and you're persecuted until some other kid comes in, and you're like, ah, yeah. new kid. Exactly. <laughs> Not exactly me anymore. Right. Yeah. And because um, I, I know in Pennsylvania, uh, around Pittsburgh, there are there are five hills, and they're just known as well. That's the Polish hill. That's the Irish hill. That's mm. the that's the Russian hill. That's the Jewish hill. And it, it was kind of as immigration waves came in and plopped themselves down they just, started their own little community there's your hill everything. and that's why New York historically has loads of Henman Hill that are, yes Henman Hill yeah. was where uh, Tim, when Tim Henman arrived and yeah. his slightly underperforming people crowded <laughs> around and they were later uh, yeah. wiped they, out much like the Native American people by Murray Mount they were they were wiped out in, a, in about the semi-finals <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um, um, well Fascinating stuff, all historically accurate as well. Yes, as we've pieced it together Absolutely. from various cowboy films. Uh, we're going to um, we're going to carry on with a little bit of a tune, which is "I Wish" by Skilo, and I bet you have not heard this for a very long time. It is a brilliant song. I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her, wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six form parlor. I wish I was like six foot nine so I could get with Leoshi cause she don't know me but yo she's really fine. You know I see her all the time everywhere I go and even in my dreams I can scheme a way to make her mine. Cause I know she's living fat, her boyfriend's tall and he plays ball so how am I gonna compete with that? Cause when it comes to playing basketball I'm always last to be picked and in some cases never picked at all. So I just lean up on the wall or sit up in the bleachers with the rest of the girls who came to watch they man ball. Dad y'all I never understood black weather jocks get the fly girls and me I get the hood rats. I Tell them scats, skittles, kebabble Got hit with a bottle and sit in a hospital for talking that mess I confess it's a shame when you living in a city that's the size of a box And nobody knows your name Glad I came to my senses Like quick, quick, got sick, sick to my stomach Overcoming by thoughts of me and her together, right? So when I asked her out, she said I wasn't a type I wish I was a little bit taller I wish I was a baller I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl with a good, I would call her, wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four ball. I wish I had a brand new car, so far I got this hatchback, and everywhere I go, yo, I get slapped at, and when I'm in my car, I'm laid back, I got an A-track and a spare tire in the back seat, but that's flat, and you wanna know what's really whack, see, I can't even get a date, so what you think of that? I heard that prom night is a bomb night with a hood ratchet and old type of really Figaro, when in my car, I can't even get a hello. Well, so many people want a cruise cringe on Sunday. One day, I'm gonna have to get in my car and go. You know, I take the one chair into the 105. Get off on cringe on, tell my homies look alive. Cause it's hard to survive when you're living in a concrete jungles and these girls keep passing me by. She looks fly, she looks fly. Make me say, my, my, my. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a good, I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl with a good, I would call her, I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four quarter, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a
little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Hey, I wish I had my way, cause every day would be a Friday. You can even speed on the highway. I would play ghetto games. Name my kids ghetto names. Little Mookie, the Al, Lorraine. Yo, you know that's on the real. So if you down on your luck, then you should know just how I feel. Cause if you don't want me around, see I go simple, I go easy, I go greyhound. Hey, you, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Ah, yes, ain't that fresh? Everybody wants to get down like that. Wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four parlor. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Try to do what those ladies tell us Get shot down cause you're overzealous Play hard to get females, get jealous Okay smarty, go to a party Girls are scantily clad, are showing body A chick walks by, you wish she could sex her But you're standing on the wall like you was Poindexter Next day's function, high class luncheon Food is served and you're stone cold munching Music comes on, people start to dance But then you ate so much, you nearly split your pants A girl starts walking, guys start gawking Sits down next to you and starts talking Says she wanna dance cause she likes to groove So come on fat so and just bust the move Someone could cure your lonely condition Looking for love in all the wrong places No fine girls, just ugly faces From frustration, first inclination Is to become a monk and leave the situation But every dark tunnel has a lighter hope So don't hang yourself with a celibate rope New movies showing, so you're going Could care less about the five you're blowing Theater gets dark just to start the show Then you spot a fine woman sitting in your row She's dressed in the yellow, she says hello Come sit next to me, you fine fellow You run over there without a second to lose And what comes next? Hey, bust
has a brother Larry In five days from now he's gonna marry He's hoping you can make it there if you can Cause in the ceremony you'll be the best man You say neato, check your libido And roll to the church in your new tuxedo The bride walks down just to start the wedding And there's one more girl you won't be getting So you start faking, then you start clicking A bride made looks and thinks that you're winking She thinks you're kinda cute so she wings back And now you're feeling really firm cause the girl is stacked Receptions jumping, bases pumping Look at the girl and your heart starts stomping Says she wanna dance to a different group Now you don't want to do G bust the move Uh, hip hop flavouring to this show. I've quite enjoyed that. I've liked that. I like, it's like we've had a coherent theme. Yeah. Well, it's good. We, we were, summary hip hop. We were off air discussing uh, the uh, the merits of um, of early nineties, late eighties era pop hip hop. Yes. Not just the um, not just the sh- shooting and yes, not just cussing, rap. cussing the police and all that yes. sort of stuff. But uh, actually, uh, you know, good levels of uh, production. Ski our skilo was. What was that? That was still, that was still early nineties. Yeah, it? you're probably right. Actually, I, I, this is one of those things where I start feeling old. Yeah, because yeah. I felt very old when someone pointed out the other day that this year is the twentieth anniversary of Nirvana's Nevermind. Oh gosh, they're releasing a special edition. Wasn't that nineteen? No, yeah, gone. What eighty? 80- I think it was nineteen ninety one. Ninety one. Gosh, I was thinking ninety four, but that's when he actually died, isn't it? So. Yeah, he didn't. He had a couple of years after that. He had to do some more albums. A little bit of time left there for the. Uh, but yeah, no, I think um, I think that sort of. Uh, that sort of area is always good for, for yes because I mean obviously J5 brought back a lot of uh, the kind of well, old the school feel of it yes. yeah and the sort of swinging of the beats and all that sort of stuff but they're still largely unknown uh, but I mean I, don't, I can't imagine was this sort of stuff in the charts uh, Young MC, Young MC. I, the thing is with this bit is because I was in, we were both in England mm. I know Skilo came over and was a big hit here as well because I know that song but I don't remember Young MC really getting much play in England but he might have been a lot bigger in the States I'm not sure hmm Mm. But who knows? Who knows? Eh? But it, you know, it's that kind of radio-friendly, more poppy hip-hop that's still really, really fun and awesome. Yeah, yeah, and really. has some brilliant turns of phrase in it. Absolutely. Uh, next week is uh, is Playgroup Festival. It is. I got handed a flyer for that today in the North Lane. Indeed, a, a very trendy-looking woman in a kind of flowing dress. Oh, really? Was she dressed up me. as some kind of animal? No, she wasn't doing the animal theme, but she was looking quite trendy and a little bit bohemian. Yeah. And she selected me to hand a flyer, so that's clearly because- she thought. That man there looks like he would fit in at my trendy boutique festival. Bohemian-looking person. Yes, it's because I, I look pretty cool. Yeah, well, I'm going. It'll be good. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting the bus, uh, which departs from somewhere in Brighton. And uh, it's, it's one of those Next big... weekend, isn't it? Yes, because I can't go because I'll be at a stag do in Norwich. Norwich. I was in Norwich last weekend. Did you scope out any good stag do kind of places? No, we went back to the we went back to UEA actually. I mean, this this will obviously mean nothing to people who uh, didn't go to UEA, but you know, the University of East Anglia, the University of East Anglia. But, unpack uh, the acronym. But if you did, which is where this radio show started, but if, I'll add broadcasting to all of Norwich in two thousand and one. Yeah, all of Norwich within a <laughs> within a small radius. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, so so we went back there, and I and I looked at the the room which was our studio for uh, oh yeah for live wire UEA far from home and far from talented. That's the name of our show. Slightly <laughs> less catchy and easy to say than Burden of Proof. Yeah, 
Yeah, but uh, it was a jingle, an Eric Idle jingle. So uh, that was handy. So we used it, and that was it. But um, no, it was it was strange actually because they, they've kind of remodeled bits of it, and they've they've kind of uh, they they used to have for all of you non UEA people there was a it's, it's quite the majority. It's a it's it's a huge concrete complex of uh, very 1960s. Let's build a modern thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's just just very grey, which um, which looks quite miserable in. Uh, in you know gl- glum weather, but uh, in the summer it always looked awesome though. And yeah. It was always covered in rabbits. Yeah, loads of rabbits. So everywhere. many rabbits. Saw some rabbits. Chased a few rabbits. Excellent uh, for old times. Uh, but the the they used to have this sort of uh, the square with loads of these stairs going down into this sort of um, bit in the middle and a fountain. Uh, kind of, well, it wasn't a fountain. It was a waterfall kind of thing. Downstairs, well, yeah, wasn't it? the uh, the waterfall fountain thing kind of came down the stairs in the middle, um, but it was never on because people always used to put fairy liquid in the top. And then it, by the yes. time it kind of cascaded down oh, to the bottom, students. It, it was a big frothy mess. But uh, but they've got rid of that now, boringly, and uh, and just replaced it with with a sort of like little squirty fountain thing in the middle. Well, that's not, not as good. good. Not as good. That's not as good. The diner's still there. Don't know if it's still doing the sausages, uh, sausages, beans, and ash browns. Here's hoping. But uh, yeah, just to give us, just to give our listeners a little bit of history. You know, we're not just we're not just two people that have walked in off the street here. We've been doing this for a very long time. Uh, we are we've not gotten any better. We've not gotten any better. <laughs> Amazingly, it's not gotten any better at all. But uh, our original show back at Livewire, which when was, we were uh, when we were just eighteen, yeah, um, ten years ago, pretty much. Yeah, this is the ten year anniversary. The, 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 yeah, amazing, uh, amazing that we haven't got any better. Um, it used to start there, and we used to we used to do the breakfast show eight till ten uh, on Thursday mornings. Sometimes 8 till 12, because the other guys didn't used to show up. Yeah, so we sometimes used to do... Can you imagine four hours of us just... Insufferable. Just going on about absolutely nothing. Uh, it was great, though. I enjoyed yeah, it very much. That's how it was. Um, and yeah, so we used to do that and uh, and then retired to the diner for... Uh, for a rewarding meal of for a... fatty hash browns. Yeah. I still remember fondly the time and I went... it like £1.10. Oh, it was amazingly cheap. Oh. I still remember fondly the time I went up to the till with what I'd had for breakfast... And um, the man whose job it is to sell me food yeah. looked at my plate, looked up at me, and said, "Think of your heart," because he was so upset about the amount of food I piled on there. Well, yeah, you should and yet, say. Here I am, still alive. Think of your job, young man. Yeah, think oh. of the, the cut you're getting off of these ridiculous amount of sausages I'm about to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that was. Uh, I just wanted to sort of nice walk down memory lane. Give the uh, give the listeners of burden of proof. Uh, a little, a little bit of a glimpse into the past, into the, yes. uh, into where this all came from, where this, how this all started. Back then, I was the kind of producer doing the dials. Thing. Yeah, you, the, yeah, and I, I think maybe if we'd have kept it that way, then the show might have improved slightly. But putting me behind the desk kind of means that uh, occasionally CD drawers get jabbed when they're halfway through playing a song, and uh, yes. you know, you just, you just never can tell, which is part of the glory and uh, and brilliance and also rubbishness of burden of proof. Though I did manage it the one time I had to produce the show. Yeah. Me and Tom Brain. You did it. Regular friend of the show. Well, you did it well. Yes. Well, mm. in terms of music, jumping away from this, but mm. actually going back to, we were talking about the 90s. Yeah. These are both 90s. I noticed this a little while ago, and I've okay. been meaning to play them to you so that I can get your take on it. Okay. There's a, there's an album by the uh, Californian pop-punk band The Vandals Yeah. called Hitler Bad, Vandals Good. It's a very like, good album. I like The Vandals, they're very good. It was released in, I think, 1998, mm-hmm. in June sometime. Okay. And that has a song on it called Too Much Drama, which right. we're going to play in a minute. Okay. And then also in 1998, The Offspring released Americana in, like, November. Wasn't... Okay. Uh, which was the album before, because 1997 was Ixnay on the Hombre. Good album. Yes. Um... 
So that was their album, and that had a song on it called Walla Walla. Was that not on Conspiracy of One? No, Walla Walla was on Americana. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Conspiracy of One had that song with Red Man on it. Oh, that's right. Whereas Americana had Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Yeah. Uh, the kids are all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the um, kids aren't all right. Yeah, they? and why don't you get a job? Hmm. Anyway, anyway, these two songs, I think, sound similar, especially on the choruses. Okay. They're both Californian-based American mm-hmm. pop-punk bands. There's no way they wouldn't have at least known of each other's work. Yeah. I think it's suspi- I don't know if it's suspicious. I don't know if maybe they collaborated. Well, maybe. But it's very odd, but I wanted to play both songs. Okay. I'm going to warn you now, there's a, there's a mild, like a expletive. level three. Yeah, yeah, a level three expletive. Like, your level one are your big two. Yeah. And then level two is your kind of standard ones. And then level three are the ones that, you know, like David Cameron might say if he's being edgy. Yeah, I see. But right. there's still a swear word, so you're going to have to be quick on the fader. Okay, well, just so give, like give, me, give me the nod. But okay, I'll yeah. give you the nod. We've all listen. had the, uh, we all know the George Carlin yes. sort of seven words, you know, I'd say, and it's not even on there. It's not even, didn't even make that list. Didn't even make that it's list. It's still a tiny bit sweary and not worth the risk. Yeah. Too much drama by the Vandals, though, perfectly clean. Perfectly clean. So if we're going to play too much drama, because I came up first, and then Walla Walla, and then you and our listeners, if they want to email in, can say, no, Colin, you're an idiot, those songs sound completely different, or what are you talking about, all pop punk from the 90s sounded exactly the same. Yeah, Or which would be a fair comment, I think. Or, you're right, those two songs sound specifically similar. Right, okay. Well, here we go. First one, uh, Too Much Drama by the Vandals. If you want to email us in... Uh, with your opinions on this, then uh, then feel free. Otherwise, it's just uh, me and Colin talking just in a room. Just me bickering, yeah. Basically. Uh, <laughs> so a little bit of input from from third parties or fourth parties or however many parties you've got uh, is always appreciated. Uh, studio at RadioReverb.com with Burden of Proof in the subject title. Hey, it's 
So uh, that was uh, that was too much drama, and this one coming up should be Walla Walla. That that's pretty much exactly the same song twice. Just, I thought they were very similar. Yeah, I just no. to get that confirmed, yeah. especially the chorus. I I totally agree. I totally agree. And it they both had the uh, they're both about the same sort of length, and they both had the same sort of talky bit after uh, after a last bit of chorus. So yeah, well done. Which one do you think was better? <sighs> Difficult to say. Difficult to say. Yeah, I mean, I, 
I do like the Vandals, and I do like Offspring. So, um, you know, without getting all Harry Hill here, uh, I, you know, I, you know, I think I think they're both very good. <laughs> <laughs> very diplomatic. We know that both bands are keen listeners to the show. They are. So obviously, we wouldn't want to upset Dave Quackenbush. Yes. And um, what's his name? White bloke with dreads. Yeah. He had dreads for a while. He had dreads like Smash era. The, the, leading, uh, of the leading of the offspring. What's his name? I don't know. I know that there was. He had a guitarist called Noodles. Yes. Who had a, a sort of signature guitar, which had kind of like gaffer tape on it, which I think was a bit boring. I think it's a bit punk rock, then, I suppose. But then when you tape, when you it? actually got the signature guitar, it was literally just like a metal, but um, well, just a. I think it was just like a wooden guitar, but it was kind of painted to look like it had gaffer tape on it. Oh, did you buy the custom guitar? No, no, I've just seen it in shops and stuff, right. but. Um, I, I never painted really, on gaffer tape is rubbish. Yeah, That's not very punk. That rock. is Fisher Price stuff. Come on, yeah. um, I've n- I know I never really seen the point of signature guitars. Because is it just I want a guitar that looks like as, as a non-guitarist beyond being able to play a Redemption song? Yeah, I assume it's just a case of buying a guitar that looks like the one a celebrity uses. Well, yeah, I mean, like you can get, you can buy, um, you can buy like a Rory Gallagher. Um, you know, who, who, who quite frankly, I don't even know who he is really. But I mean, he's a, he's on a bluesy uh, type person and. Um, Brother of Nolan Liam, yeah, yeah, he went yeah. the blues route and uh, swore that that was going to make a comeback right. at some point, yeah. but never quite did it. And they were like, "No, man, Britpop." Was he a founding member of No Oasis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> he, uh, but then he, you can—I mean, Rory Gallagher, whoever he is, uh, must have played on his guitar a lot because his signature guitar is is like this sort of. Sweat stained looking uh, thing. It's a very nice. Sort is it like buying pre damaged green stripe? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit like buying, you know, pre torn jeans and stuff like that. But I mean, it's obviously got his name on it. But that's kind of like admitting to the fact that you're never actually going to be unique or individual in, in your no, guitar true. style. And therefore, and you does have his to... guitar have his name on it? Because that would be quite vain. Uh, you know, I don't know that Jimi Hendrix wrote Jimi Hendrix across his guitar. No, probably not. I mean, I know that Stevie Ray Vaughan had SRV on his guitar, but then maybe that was because he didn't want people to steal it. That's true. It's harder to nick something. I don't see yeah. your name on it, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Plus, it's... that way they could claim any of the custom guitars, though, couldn't they? Yeah. Because then if someone paid money that, to get yeah. one that's like Stevie Ray Vaughan style, he that... could walk up and go, hey, kid, give me my guitar back. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure my name is sewn into the back of that T-shirt you're wearing, so that's mine as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a similar sort of thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, it just kind of baffles me why people would buy. Do you pay more for that as well? Well, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, obviously, a lot of these guitars that famous people have become, made them made famous. You know, these, these guitars are, are quite nice guitars in the first place. You know, they're not going to be yeah. they're not going to be a you know a hundred quid Squire Strat that someone's at the pinnacle of their career using. So um, so they're going to be like you know really nice. Uh, USA strats and things like that anyway and then to have to have it kind of looked look like someone's sweating in it profusely or um, put tape on it even though there is no tape put, on yeah, it that because kind of they thing. happen to have tape on theirs wasn't it Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day had the same guitar from when he was about 16 so it was just this really old battered guitar and yeah. it was a big deal when he finally stopped using it I mean it was a pretty nice guitar to start with okay. which is probably why he's, he's managed to keep hold of it That was a, I think that was a Fender Strat to start with so you know it was a decent thing I mean that's that's yeah. that's a testament to the guitar and uh, and if you're going to buy a guitar, then you might as well buy a decent one because it will just last. It's not like it's going to. Yeah. Do you have a Fender Strat, Reese? No, I really want one though. Uh, I, I recently had. What do a... you have? What are you packing? Oh, well, I had Strat this... is a Stratocaster, isn't it? A Strat is a Stratocaster. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, I, I recently, up until recently, I had um, my second guitar that I'd bought, which was a Gretsch Electromatic, which was a very nice guitar, and it was kind of uh, good for sort of 
uh, folky jangly sort of stuff but I mean I kind of bought it on a whim because I had a student loan and, uh, and, <laughs> and it, that's what your student loan is for and it looked nice and um, and it was on and it was actually quite a good bargain this guitar anyway so so I thought sack it I'll just get it because it's nice and I want it uh, and I always wanted a Gretsch anyway there's something slightly different and interesting and cool about Gretsches but uh given the fact that it was slightly interesting and different and cool it never quite sat very well with me so um so i sold it quite recently but i would like to buy a fender stratocaster so do you have a guitar at all at the moment i've got my uh, i've got the only guitar the only other the only other guitar that i've ever bought which is my uh, my ibanez which is a, a sort of i think it cost me about 190 pounds so it's not a great guitar but what i figure i'll do instead is um Wait till you're famous and sell it on eBay. Yeah, for loads of money. That's one option. The yeah. other option would be to Plan instead a. of instead of trying to buy a, a, a decent guitar, I will um, I'll take out the pickups and uh, change around some of the bits and bobs in it so that it actually sounds better. Or would it then be a custom because yeah. you've you know tweaked it. So that'd be yeah. like a Reese Peterson custom. It'd be like the Eddie Van Halen's Franken guitar that uh, is also another signature thing that you can buy, but it just looks awful because he just like stuck in pickups that didn't even fit in the sockets and stuff like that it just looked weird but, that sounds uh, silly wasn't it Jimi Hendrix who played guitar upside down so if you got it customised they would if you were left handed they'd do it right handed because he deliberately played it backwards or something well I mean uh, left- I, this is something I remember reading in an article as someone who knows nothing about guitars yeah well I mean he didn't play the guitar upside down that's a bit of a misnomer there but uh, he what he actually did was uh, he just strung he, he had a right handed guitar because back in the 60s uh they didn't make left-handed ones. You couldn't really buy left-handed handed guitars, unless they were very specialised yeah. from Ned Flanders' Left Orium. Yes. Um, but apart from that, you couldn't get them. So um, he just had a right, right-handed one that he turned upside down, strung it upside down. So oh, so the strings. Okay. So the, the strings. You'd still have the lowest sounding string, the lowest sounding E closer to you. Right. And okay. the, the, you know, top string furthest away from you. Uh, so he didn't. He didn't play the whole thing upside down. It's some kind of crazy. Like, wow, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but technically, technically, if you've never played guitar before, then you could do that. It wouldn't make any difference, would it? It wouldn't make any difference it, because yeah. then it would just be, you know, the way that your you... upstrokes would sound like downstrokes and your downstrokes would sound like upstrokes. Well, yeah. Um, I, I mean, it would be difficult for someone else to teach you how to play because if you be like, well, that's just crazy. I have no <laughs> idea uh, how to do. Could that. you do it? Wouldn't it be more fun to do it so that the strings were all alternate? So you had like the highest one, and then the lowest one, and then yeah. the next highest one, and then the next lowest one. You'd be like something like that, contorting your fingers in some crazy way, and they're like, "God, what chord is that?" And you'd be like, "E." Yeah. <laughs> they'd be like, "What?" Uh, yeah. Maybe for, you should do that. That would make for a good icebreaker at a party. It would, especially because the most popular person at any party is the person who insists on getting their guitar out. <laughs> yeah. T- turn the music off. Turn the music off. Don't listen to something. You know, I'll, I'll play a song. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Yeah, yeah. No, well, no, wait. I can do this. I can do this. I just need to tune up. Dong, 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 dong. Give me ten minutes to tune up. <laughs> yeah, the guitar guy at the party. Always uh, oh, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Better late than never. I don't, I'm aware of the fact that we were, um, we've been talking for a little while, but I don't really, I don't care. That no, bother, we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna waffle on. Doesn't bother me. Critics, <laughs> critics, be damned. <laughs> um, we, uh, I, I haven't done a better late than never for a little while, but I've recently watched two films. I bought them, in fact. Better late than never, just to remind listeners oh, yeah. who might not be regular, is when Reese reviews a film, but far too late for that review to be useful to anyone. Yeah, it's been a recurring feature for several years now. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Um, and it's one of the favourites in a, in a, in a Vox Pop, yes. uh, a recent the Vox Pop survey done on the good people of Brighton. Uh, it was one of the favourite things of our show, uh, in fact. That and the end. That and <laughs> yeah. Were the two most popular segments. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, so you watch two films. Watch two Are you films. sure you don't want to save one for next week? Well, I could do, but what, what I was going to say was that uh, the reason why I've got two is because um, actually I won't be here next week. I'm going to stag do. So. Right, well, yeah, I'm going to play group festival, so uh, you know we've got seven minutes, so we might as well right, carry. Get on. them done. <laughs> get them done. I bought them. Um, the, the the reason why uh, the two at the same time is because I bought them as a de- as a box set. Oh, uh, so they're probably thematically similar or yeah. united somehow. Yeah. Super bad and knocked up. Yes, to uh, what's his face comedy. Judd Apatow. Yes, thank you. And uh, both including Seth Rogen and um, that the other sm- yeah, I, small, I small chubby one with the afro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, my, Michael Cera obviously was in uh, Superbad. Yes. But um, both absolutely brilliant, actually. And uh, and for the price, I got them for four quid. That's good for both of those. I've box. seen both of those films. I've yeah. vouched for both of them. Which one did you think was better? That's a tricky one, actually. I think I think Superbad was better. Yep. But um, Knocked Up was really good. But I didn't understand why this... Uh, the the pretty girl who was pregnant um, just suddenly decided to fall in love with him. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's a bit inexplicable because yeah. he's not a likeable man. He's like, she's like, oh, I love you too. And then it's just like, what? And they're like, oh, we'll try and make it, make a go of it. And it's just like, well, you know. Probably I, a bad idea. I, Have I, you they, seen they, him? They probably, they probably wouldn't do that given no. that he embarrasses her and, you know, um, gets drunk a lot and, you know, smokes, he does. smokes a lot of drugs. The reason, the reason that I'd want uh, him in my life would be entirely because I seem to remember the opening scene of Knocked Up is them listening to the ODB while playing their own kind of version of American Gladiators over an o- empty swimming pool. That is and I true. remember thinking, right, these people are fun, these people are acceptable. <laughs> these people are good. If you're but, listening to the ODB, you've won. Yeah, maybe probably not the best uh, the best father figure. Yeah. But uh, no, I thought generally I thought generally both films were very good, very funny. Um, you almost feel like Superbad could be a prequel to Knocked Up because they'd almost because they cover different parts of your life. Yeah, no, that Superbad is true. Superbad very much the teenage let's get into a party kind of thing. And you could say that there's the there's character of Seth from Superbad, um, the chubby kid. Yeah, uh, could could almost you know at, late, at some point a little bit later on hang out with uh, you know obviously the the policemen the two policemen were then yeah, yeah, yeah. knocked up later, but you know that that is a minor. It's confusing. That's a minor it, detail. It could work. But the character of Seth. The character of Seth could certainly go through into uh, yes. being um, being that person that is is in knocked up, but uh, yeah, generally I thought they were very good and I thought they're they're quite well written. Um, you know, nice bit of slapstick here and there. You know, you can't go wrong with a bit of Michael Sarah, and uh, and and generally, I thought that four pounds for two was can't a bargain. I would pay four pounds for them individually. Right. So really, you got a, you got a steal there because you could have you would have paid double if the person who owned the shop you bought them from had known that. Yeah. They could have charged you double. Chump. Yeah, you're the real winner here. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, generally, generally very good films. I would, uh, I would, I would uh, recommend them to anyone. Oh, I'm looking for uh, to finish us off. I thought because we've been waffling a little bit, and because as we're famous for, as we are famous for, we're well known for that sort of stuff. Yes. Yeah. One day, one day, that will be the future of radio. It <laughs> will. Inane, whiff waff. Yes. I like to say unceasing. Um, yeah. Yeah. The torrent of. Yes. Uh, so we're playing a song, man. You seem to be clicking a lot of buttons. I don't know how many songs you're planning on queuing up. Just the one. Uh, in a little sort of tribute to Ms. Winehouse. Oh, oh, we're doing it after all. We're doing it after all. We're doing. Uh, we're we're going to play Rehab by Amy Winehouse. Uh, very sad, uh, but, I mean, a very sad addition to the 27 Club. Yes, indeed. Mm. Uh, anyway, so uh, we've been Burden of Proof. You've been listening to... Uh, 97.2 Radio Reverb thank you very much for joining us and sticking with us if you have done so and uh, and we'll be back at some point in the future 
We might try and do some kind of pre-record during the week. Yeah, we'll do a pre-record during the week so you've got a fresh show next week. So that we've got a fresh show next week because it's been a little bit stale recently, isn't it? Uh, Anyway, so uh, here's uh, Rehab by Amy Winehouse. They tried to make me go to rehab I said no, no, no Yes, I've been black But when I come back No, no, no I ain't got the time And if my daddy thinks I'm fine 